0: Hey there, sacred friend, you're listening to the Crystal Shaman Life podcast and I am your host, Lori A. Andress. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self. It's a place to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life in each episode we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine ancient spiritual practices ceremony ritual and soulful travel into your everyday life grab a cup of tea light a candle get cozy and let's dive in hey hey hello my sacred friends i am Lori andrus and welcome to this episode of the crystal shaman life podcast in this episode we are going to talk about five wisdom teachings from Lake Superior. Yeah, if you remember I did earlier this summer a series of episodes called The Soulful Traveler and I shared some of my kind of insights, thoughts, behind the scenes, types of things um with regards to sacred travel or soulful travel and how you can bring that into your how you can bring more soul into your travel experiences creating a deeper connection and um, relationship with the earth and answering your call to visit places whether they are local or far away and knowing that there's incredible value to both to getting to know your local landscape, as well as traveling to these amazing faraway places that we all read about um, throughout our lives. So in this week's episode, though, I want to specifically speak to some of my journey around Lake Superior. And I'm going to share with you five insights, wisdom teachings, things that um, came forward as we were on the trip, things that just kind of struck me as, ah, thank you. That just feels like a message from this journey, from Lake Superior or the surrounding landscape. So if you followed my trip a little bit on social media, you know that... We spent um, a lot of time kind of off grid. Uh, We did some, we did, we camped the whole way um, through the north shore of of Lake Superior. Um, And then we also did some amethyst mining and really got to know the Lake Superior, all right. Thunder Bay, Ontario, <laughs> amethyst. <laughs> um, if it, to be specific, it's it's Thunder Bay, Ontario, amethyst, and you know that amethyst has a really different feel. And when you when you get into different stones, um, and you begin to know get to know pieces that come from specific places, you get to know their origin and really um, create a relationship with that locale. You really get to know some of the nuances within the stone and um, within the energy of the space that it originated from. And I think that was one of the really profound aspects of of this trip. So without, you know, without giving away too much as to what's coming up um, in this episode, (laughs) let me just dive right in with this this topic of five wisdom teachings from Lake Superior. So the first thing, and this was kind of the central theme, and each one of these um, aspects kind of almost like branches off of it, Each one of these uh, five aspects um, comes from the central place of reconnection. Now, that was something Chris and I noticed right away, just from the get-go. As we started out on the trip, it was like we were invited into a a completely different pace. We were invited to slow down. We were invited to, um, to really tap into our hearts. And we with that was also the invitation to disconnect from social media and disconnect from our phones. And when I say disconnect, I don't mean like, oh, we chose to put it away and we left it in the car for a day or two. I mean that it wasn't even an option. Like we were so in the wilderness that the closest gas station was 75 miles away. Yeah, so there were no cell towers. There was like, if we wanted, if we wanted to connect to reconnect, yes, we could have drove seventy five miles um, and reconnected, and and that would have been fine. Um, but there was something really, really yummy about that. So this idea of um, disconnecting and reconnecting, um, reconnecting with self reconnecting with our relationship with each other reconnecting with the earth reconnecting with Lake Superior and reconnecting with a completely different pace Um, and and just you know tuning into a completely new pace which that leads me into uh, really the first insight from Lake Superior And that was to go with the flow, yeah. So you know, if we tap into that energy of reconnection and bring reconnection into the the um, the insight of going with the flow, uh, that our, our our the very beginning of our trip, that tone was set, and it was set by our vehicle needing a last minute repair that couldn't be done until the following week. Yeah, they had to order parts. So we took it in on a Thursday. They had to order parts. The parts could not come until Monday. So we, and we were set to leave on Saturday. Now I know, you know, we all have these theories like, oh, you know, well, couldn't you just manifest that a little differently? Couldn't you just kind of push the energy and like, you know, have things, you know, flow in timing or what went wrong with that? That that was That used to be kind of my default, like, hey, what's up there? How come you can't get on your trip right away? Um, but, you know, when we step back from some of those, you know, judgments that we make for ourselves about our own experience or about another's experience, one of the things that we get to recognize is that there's there's a, a beautiful message here. And right away, the trip was asking us to find a different pace. Leaving on Saturday in, uh you know, in this like, um, ideal world and like my method of my Capricorn method of like push 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 and get things done go to the next thing keep going um, let's have everything tight and and on and um, and and moving forward quickly uh, it, that that wasn't the pace that the lake was asking for us and on um, and as I looked at that week there was this whole sequence of lots and lots and lots of things that I was rushing to get done to leave on Saturday. And when we found out on Thursday that we wouldn't be able to leave until Monday, it created expansion. It created breathing space for both of us. We were able to slow down and some of the things I was really pushing to bring into completion before we left, I was able to just kind of pause, and be gentle with and be um be prepared in a way I didn't think I would be for for the trip to have a more relaxed energy on our departure. And guess what? You know, on this trip, so we missed the first two nights of our, Um, our reservations or, you know, camping stay, we were able to so easily adjust that and make it to our next location in perfect timing. I mean, it was just like super amazing flow after that. So, you know, discovering what um, Lake Superior really has its own rhythm and it really invites I felt like um, the experience it was inviting us into was one of slowing down, one of being more aligned and harmonious with the rhythm of nature, the rhythm of Mother Earth herself, and how she, you know, has her own cycle for energy flow, timing, creation, all that fun stuff. Ha. Ah. <laughs> okay, so the next thing that wants to come forward um, on this list here is to trust your instincts yeah so (laughs) <laughs> you know, this happens on road trips. And when you're on a ro- on the road for three weeks, you know, uh, funny things happen. You know, um, I've had trips where I've had flat tires and, you know, uh, been stuck on the side of a highway or had a battery that dies. You know, things happen, right? And that wasn't this trip. That wasn't um, what this, you know, what we experienced on this trip. But on this trip, one of the things we did experience because we um, we were out of country and we uh, were very often in places where there was absolutely not even the possibility of cell service, we mostly left our phones off for, for the majority of the trip, um, with the exception of when we rolled into Thunder Bay, Ontario. It's a pretty big city. It's about the size of Green Bay. Uh, and... Um, and it's, you know, there's a lot going on, you know, so there's like 100,000 people-ish, a little bit more um, in that area. And there's, you know, things to do, places to be, things to experience. And it requires a little bit more uh, knowing with navigation <laughs> to get from one side to the other. Well, I didn't print off maps on the, for, before we left, and I just thought I would rely on my phone the whole time. Well, wouldn't you know? the entire time we were in Thunder Bay every time we came in and needed to rely on the cell phone map for one reason or another it didn't work yeah seriously so here we are and Siri's not working Google Maps isn't working <laughs> and we are trying to fumble through and make our best guesses as to where some of the places are that we want to visit. Um, so what ended up happening was we, we we honestly took guesses. We just were really clear on where we wanted to go. And we said, okay, I think we need to go south and west or okay, I think we need to go closer to the water. And, um, you know, just kind of Made a turn, made a decision, made a turn, made a decision, and did our best guess to get to where we wanted to go. Now, uh, when we were doing this, we we had like a certain destination in mind, right? And along the way, we stumbled upon places that were kind of secondary desires to find. Like, um, like Chris loves loves amazing microbrew beer, and there's a, a brewery in. Um, Thunder Bay called uh, Sleeping Giant, Sleeping Giant Brewing Company, and he really wanted to get there at some point throughout the trip. And we landed there just before a thunderstorm. So we kind of had a place to just sit and mellow out um, as the storm came in and through. Uh, and he, it was just like, it was so perfect. We we just stumbled upon it. Now, you know, there's We've all got a different sense of direction and you know I tend to think I am i have a really great sense of direction but there are times when you know that sense of direction is off and um, and often when I'm without my phone or without having looked at a map ahead of time I can get kind of twisted and turned around and and this to me was just one of those like delightful surprises where the two of us tapped in and just said okay i think it's right here i'm gonna guess it's left here i think we have to go another block yet just wait let me see yep let's go one more block and it was kind of a you know a random random bit but uh but wow, it, it really served us to just listen and trust our, our instincts, um, to trust that kind of gut knowing, intuitive knowing um, with regards to navigation. All right, the next bit of reconnection that I want to talk talk about is um, to listen deeply. Yeah, this whole trip, there were heart-shaped stones everywhere and I'm not exaggerating like from the first beach that I stepped on there was a massive heart-shaped stone there and then it just continued they just kept showing up throughout the entire trip and it was like there would be places that were so unexpected, like Chris and I walked out on this beautiful rocky shoreline and, um, and it was just, you know, huge, solid mountainous like rocks, right? And um, they weren't like little pieces or anything like that. And we're walking on this, this, uh, these rock basalt rocks and, um, and right in the middle of it is this heart shaped quartz, like quartz in the heart, in the shape of a heart. There aren't really any veins of quartz around just this random heart and you know this this idea of um, like just really tapping into the heart and listening to the heart listening deeply which is that third insight from Lake Superior um, felt really really special and sacred and we found ourselves really creating time to just listen to to be quiet and you know part of that goes back to we didn't have the distraction of social media and and our phones and all those other things that so quickly um, create distraction but we were able to to listen to to the land, listen to the areas, listen to when is the right time to to go and visit, uh, you know, different places. Um, Circling back to that place of trust your instincts, that that second point, that second wisdom insight. One of the other things that happened was uh, we visited Agua Bay Agua Bay is gorgeous and in that bay there are so many cool spots to stop and check out and visit and just experience and while we were there one of the places I really wanted to see was the place with the, the pictographs or the petroglyphs whichever you, you choose to call them but um, they they had these pictographs on one of the the wall, the, like, the 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 stone faces on the lake. And, you know, we're talking, I think, like a 30-foot wall, and it had all these different uh, pictographs on it from by the Ojibwe people. And when Chris and I went down there, we went down in the evening, and we had Ace with us, and um, there was a sign there clearly marking no docks. And I was just kind of bummed. I was like, oh, gosh, I really wanted to get down there. The trail pictures I had seen trip made the trail look really amazing. Um, and I thought, oh, this would be so much fun. And it just didn't work out then. So we, we agreed that at some point while we were there, we would make th- make a point to stop there. We would visit. Well, it ended up being on our departure. So we pulled in with our camper and, um, and Ace, you know, was obviously with us. So we couldn't go together. But um, when I went down and got to see, you know, the rock face, um, one, the water was still. Yeah, still. Unlike Superior, <laughs> um, the water was still. The other thing is that due to the time of day, the time, the the um, sun was in the right position where that side of the rock was shaded, and it was easy to see the pictographs so not only could I actually climb out on the rocks where they have designated areas you know they have like um, handles and stuff like that because it's kind of a um, an interesting uh, narrow terrain and they have ropes and stuff like that <laughs> so, um, so I climbed out there I took my sandals off climbed out there it wasn't the rocks weren't slippery they were all dry because the water was still pictographs could be easily seen and and not only that, but we timed it out so perfectly that I was literally between waves of people and able to just sit there alone. Something about this spot, this park, this um, experience with the timing and, you know, trusting our instincts and showing up when we did and in the way that we did opened up uh, the space for the next. Insight. Um, the next teaching, and that was around earth connection and relationship. And you know, in in Crystal Shaman Initiation Program, I do we do a lot of work with connecting with the earth, creating a new relationship with the earth, deepening that. And you know, a lot of a lot of you who are listening, you already have a really deep relationship. And I want to invite you and almost challenge you. To see how much deeper that can get, how much more can that grow and expand, and how much more amazing and dynamic and and mutually fulfilling can that become? This is um, something that you know just continues to leave me in awe. Earth relationship and how that can deepen, and how the connection with Mother Earth and um, and her beautiful, incredible, sacred landscape uh, can continue to unfold and, and deepen and deepen and deepen. So there are two things that I want to share with you about um, this idea of like deepening your relationship with the earth um, and, and having a more intimate connection with it. And the first is to, is to encourage you to get off the beaten path yeah we all know that in every area and especially when we come in um, as tourists or tourists in our own town there are places that have a beaten path you know like well-known places um, you know streets where you know everyone goes and then there are the the streets that we we don't always wander and um, you know, I really want to encourage you to just kind of get off those off that that route that is the beaten path. And discover what's there, discover what wants to be found. This is where you get to, you know, go back to that second point about trusting your instincts and really just drawing in that um, intention of discovering something new about an area, about your local area, or about a new place altogether. And um, what is, you know, what. What places want to be revealed, and sometimes you know it helps when we have our own intention, um, and we we want to to gain insight or messages or um, discover like some clues around that. So it can be really fun to just open that space and say, "Show me." show me and let yourself wander from the beaten path and experience your area in a new way or um, as you're traveling other places to to step away from where uh, where everyone goes Mm -hmm. now that said with that idea of getting off the beaten path i also want to encourage you not to dismiss the beaten path yeah i can do that pretty quickly i don't know about you maybe maybe you can relate to this but i can kind of you know roll my eyes and kind of go oh yeah everyone goes there da, 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 and, <laughs> and, and make up you know some goofy story but but sometimes um very often you know there's there's a reason why people are um, being called to or directed to certain areas. So don't be too quick to dismiss those as well. Create enough space where you can take what I call the highlight tour and then um, let yourself go on a discovery tour. Checking out both the beaten and getting off the beaten path. All right, so that is point number four. And number five, insight number five, is to push your edges yeah i really like this one you know i'm a big fan of pushing our edges and um in this trip you know it did in a lot of different ways uh chris and i were out with you know what's a relatively new camper for us Um, this was our first time traveling this long with ace it was our first time taking ace into canada and um (laughs) that that in itself was a huge edge um you know i can i could tell you a lot of stories about you know why that was an edge but but ultimately you know um Ace, ace is an older dog he showed up in our lives at age 11 um, you know, with some some ways of being, and uh, and he is who he is, right? But they, that doesn't always make it real easy to travel with, um, <laughs> and be social and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and I tend to get a little nervous. That tends to be my default. Um, like I, I I get uncomfortable. I'm nervous. I'm not sure how things are going to go. And so sometimes I like to just unfo- avoid, you know, a situation that I think might be a little challenging for him. Him. So what we ended up having was um, this opportunity to kind of face all those things that would be typically at home difficult for him, um, you know, time, places where there's a lot of people around, uh, lots of transitions, um, changes, the border crossing, you know, having someone at the car window, <laughs> um, you know, and, and coming up with strategies around that, you know, that it was really, really interesting um, to see. To see the little guy uh, push his through his edges and us at the same time pushing some of those as well. And, you know, I say that I, like what I'm using as examples in here are a lot around um, our experience with him. But, you know, there's other places where we were pushing our edges, where we um we did things that weren't typical vacation activities for ourselves um we we rented a canoe one day and we took ace in the canoe we went for a canoe ride <laughs> he had a blast so did we it was fantastic uh yeah um we are we will definitely be taking ace on the water again um we we had <laughs> we camped without um, without electricity a lot we learned how to rely on our solar power um we gosh got, there are just so many little things so many different ways that we just kind of stretched um and did things differently and experienced the road differently together and so much fun and uh you know finding your edges and finding the courage to just kind of push them a little bit. You know, for me, one of my big edges um, in hiking and, and stuff like that was uh, feeling comfortable and safe, um, being at heights, on heights. And um, this is something that slowly over years, you know, I've been working working with in different ways. And, you know, my fear of heights is definitely wow so much alleviated but uh, but it was really interesting we were out on this lookout and I walked out to the edge to the railing and I was standing on the edge and I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I realized that there was no rock beneath me and I looked down at my feet to find I was standing on glass and I just went oh and every part of me was relaxed and kind of in awe and had this awareness of like oh, this this is this is an edge for me i pushed through this and i didn't even realize i did it wow 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 those are the types of things that you know sometimes they just so naturally unfold and and giving yourself space and opportunity and you know letting go of what your story's been in the past about how what works for you and what doesn't work for you and let yourself open up to to something new to something possible um and just really be present with the experience be present with what that uh location wants to offer you what insight and experience it wants to add to your life because there's a lot there Mm -hmm. all right so circling back here uh, i want to go through them just one more time uh, just quickly Um, the core the central core thing being reconnection and then the energy of glowing with the flow. The to trust your instincts, to listen deeply, to deepen your connection with Mother Earth, uh huh, and to push your edges. I think those are really great uh, insights and teachings that can be so beautifully applied in our daily lives and in our daily experiences and just letting ourselves continue to um, have a more rich and um, alive, lively <laughs> experience of life. So with that, my sacred friends, I want to thank you for tuning in this week or to this episode. Um, also, I want to share with you that right now um, I am running the fa- the seven-day crystal immersion journey journey. Um, live. This is a free journey. You may have already done it, or maybe you haven't even heard about it. Um, I want to invite you over to my website, laurieandross.com forward slash crystal hyphen challenge. Yeah, right there. You're going to find this free seven day journey it's incredible. I'm doing it live right now. Um, the, the all of the videos are pre-recorded, but when I say I'm doing it live, I'm saying that um, I'm actively uh, inviting posts and engagement around it, and um, would love to hear about your unique journey and experience with the throughout these seven days within the Chris, the Crystal Shaman Life Facebook group. Um, and so we're I'm having you know some live. Uh, facebook lives and you know some lots of fun kind of celebration and playfulness so if it speaks to you if you've been wanting to deepen your connection and relationship with the crystals and stones head on over laurieandrus.com forward slash crystal hyphen challenge and join us sign up you'll get an email right away it'll bring you right into um the seven day journey and uh you can dive in with us. All right, my sacred friend, have a beautiful, beautiful day. And as always, shine brightly. Hey, sacred friend, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life. If you like what you heard, and you'd love to hear more, subscribe to our station through iTunes. And you can help others find our station by giving us a couple stars, a favorable review, and sharing with your friends. I wish you a beautiful day. Shine brightly.